Is there a way to escape Obamacare? Let's ask the executive director of the 2017 Project, who writes for the Weekly Standard, Jeffrey Anderson. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Michael. So uh, is there an escape from Obamacare? Well, yeah. I mean, first off, you can just choose not to buy Obamacare-compatible insurance and pay your relatively small fine and uh, be on your way. And in most cases, you can uh, count on the, the fine being probably about a tenth the price of the, of the inflated premium cost under Obamacare, at least if you're a young, healthy person. Now, it's very different if you start uh, moving into people who are, are older or less healthy. But for the very people they want to have signed up for the exchanges, people in their 20s and early 30s, it's usually probably about a 10 to 1 ratio between the price of the premium and the, and the price of the, of the penalty. But there is, there is another way around it as well, and that is to buy a short-term insurance policy. What do you mean by that? Well, they sell these insurers have long sold short-term insurance policies, and, and they were never really all that attractive, frankly, because once the term was done, say you bought a, an 11-month insurance policy, and at the end of 11 months, if, if in the interim you'd gotten cancer or something like that, mm-hmm. heaven forbid, then your, your cancer would only be covered until the end of that 11-month period, and then there was no obligation to cover you further. These were short-term plans. Right. But under Obamacare, they've all of a sudden become very attractive because they're a way to bridge the, the span of time between one Obamacare open enrollment period and the next. So, for example, you can buy a short-term plan to start on January 2nd. In most states, you can buy it to go all the way through the end of the year. And by the time you get to the end of the plan, you can either then re-up, get another, get another similar plan for the next year, or in the unlikely event of your young, healthy person that right. something goes badly awry in the interim, you can then decide to jump ship and go into one of these expensive Obamacare plans at that time because Obamacare will let you sign up even if you're already uh, – seriously injured or, or sick. Sure. We saw this in Massachusetts where people were simply choosing not to get insured and then they would uh, have a health issue. They would go out and, of course, they had to be accepted by the local insurance. They'd consume $10,000, $20,000 worth of health cover, you know, products, health care, and then they just drop the insurance and go back to paying the fee. And they, it got so bad that the state had to step in. But I want to ask you, Jeff, you mentioned avoiding the, um, the, uh, the tax for not having insurance. Now that the wall has started to crack on the individual mandate, now that a group of people has been allowed to walk away from it, is it realistic to expect anyone to be forced to pay that tax? <laughs> well, that's a good question, Michael. I mean, I don't, it's never been anything that uh, has been, I mean, it's always been the most unpopular part of Obamacare, right. the totally unprecedented notion that we've never had before in the more than 200 year history of this nation that private American citizens could be compelled to buy something of the federal government's choosing. That's, it, this is completely unprecedented in that, in that vein. And uh, as you say, now people whose, whose plans were, were canceled as a result of Obamacare, they're not going to be required to, to buy insurance this next year or, or Obamacare-compatible insurance. And um, it's going to make it very hard for the administration, I think, to try to argue, well, this group of people has to buy insurance. This group of people doesn't have to buy insurance. I think it's a, an awfully tough, uh, you know, dance to do. And well, to paraphrase John Kerry from you know back in when he came back from Vietnam, no one wants to be the last person to buy the dopey Obamacare insurance because you are worried about a, a penalty that's not there. But I think about the the loophole they've created, which is the hardship. They're using the hardship exemption. Well, 
Can't every young person who's struggling to pay their bills, every young, healthy person who's being asked to overpay their insurance, can't they say, hey, it's a hardship. I don't need that much insurance, and I can't afford it. Oh, yeah. Well, it is a hardship. But unfortunately, the administration decides for itself what it considers to be the hardship and, and uh, you know, issues these decrees. Oh, you right. can avoid the insurance. You can't avoid the insurance. And I, I don't think it's really tenable. But on the other hand, there, I mean, I think it's quite... Uh, it seems to me to be likely that once they get through this open enrollment period, mm-hmm. they're going to say, after the fact, when it's sort of too late, everybody's already signed up who, des- who decided to sign up, they're going to say, oh, uh, forget the individual mandate penalty for this year. We, yep. we just won't bother to collect it. I, I fully expect that that is a, a likely scenario. But in the long run, they are desperate to hold on to it because it's the only thing that gives them any pretense that, that this monstrosity provides, quote-unquote, universal coverage. Because... I mean, in reality, the Congressional Budget Office has said that 30 million people will continue to be uninsured under Obamacare. So it's nothing like universal coverage, but by saying that everyone's required to get it, they can say it's universal coverage. And it's an important psychological thing to the left, in addition to the fact that it's the stick that they're hoping will will compel some people to go buy the insurance as opposed to when the the carrot is rather weak to, to buy this overpriced insurance um, Without the stick, it's, it's unlikely most people will choose to participate. But we had a poll out this week that showed that only 10% of uninsured people had tried to sign up on the uh, exchange, on one of the exchanges. Only about a third of, once again, these are uninsured people, bothered to even go to the exchange site. And it was more than 50% that said, I've never even been to the website. And why would they go when even today, Jeff, I don't know if you know this, but it was uh, the national exchange was, quote, down for scheduled yeah. repairs. Who schedules a repair with four days left before the deadline? This wasn't a scheduled repair. This was the thing <laughs> collapsing again. If I'm uninsured and I'm young and I don't want to get shafted with premiums that are you know, more than I ought to be paying, why wouldn't I just do nothing and leave it to the people who need coverage, the older and sicker, to stand in these lines and hope that they work? Well, I think it's what a lot of people are doing and are, and are going to continue to do. I mean, I, there's it's not surprising in a way. I mean, they they can't run the website. They can't get it up and running. As you say, it's down again today. It's nothing remotely like Kayak or Expedia or any of the things Obama <laughs> said it would be like. And and then on top of that, if you actually do manage to get on there, you quickly realize that they're offering this horribly overpriced product. And not to mention that I'm not sure how many people really want to help Obamacare out by right. buying an Obamacare-compatible plan. I think an awful lot of people are going to sit it out and uh, – and, uh, you know, then we'll have to see what happens. I, I, you there. know, I was going to sit on the sidelines, Jeff, but then uh, uh, a friend of mine who's 30 years old and still wears a onesie, he sat down with me with a cup of hot chocolate and talked to me. And so I think <laughs> I just, I, that's usually persuasive. Yeah. How could you send a message more antithetical to serious minded people than texting out as the sitting president of the United States a picture of an adult man in the clothes that I dressed my babies in? when they were nine months old. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they've given up any pretense of, um, of trying to, to pretend that their, their constituency is a self-reliant part of the citizenry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, but I, I, mean I, I, I do hope people will check out the, the short-term insurance option if they, uh, if they don't want anything to do with these Obamacare exchanges and, and the Obamacare product. It, it really uh, it does seem to be a nice loophole that, that the architects of Obamacare inadvertently created um, at their own peril. 
Well, we need that in Massachusetts because people who are buying through the who lost their coverage, who are getting it through the exchange and aren't subsidized, are have been told if you are not signed up by Monday, you'll have no coverage. So they're going to need short-term coverage. Now, if you are subsidized, Jeff, the state is just simply continuing your coverage until someday in the future. But if you're not, if you actually pay for it all out of your own pocket, you're shafted. Yeah. Well, the the bad news, unfortunately, Michael, is that uh, my understanding is that Massachusetts is one of the the four strongly liberal-leaning states that bans short-term insurance altogether. Oh. So maybe your uh, listeners across the border in New Hampshire can take advantage of this, but uh, those in Massachusetts might have to lobby the, the legislature. Oh, no, the legislature won't touch it. Remember, they gave us Romney Care in 2006 <laughs> right, almost universally, uh, Republicans and Democrats, and it's been a fiat. We are now the—well, we, we were before, but it's reaffirmed— we're the most expensive state in the country, which is why I just laugh every time someone supporting the president's plan points to Massachusetts. Guys, our emergency rooms are full. We pay more than anybody else, and it's a 50-day wait to see a doctor. Jeff, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for, for your work in the great piece in the Weekly Standard. Thank you, Michael. Thanks so much.